The Smiley J Artist Zone podcast is an engaging and insightful platform designed to celebrate and explore the world of artistry in all its forms. Hosted by Smiley J, a passionate advocate for the arts, this podcast offers a vibrant and inclusive space where artists from various disciplines can share their experiences, insights, and creative journeys. Listeners can expect a diverse range of topics discussed on the podcast from artist interviews, their creative process, and other fun questions for those inquiring musical minds. We're not starting with Trudeau, but we're starting with someone that's going to make you equally angry. But before we even get going, look at the reporter behind him. Very eager to ask him a question. Let's listen to Liar Liar Marco Mendicino. How is it credible is that it? how is it credible that all of the most senior staff who are paid for by taxpayers and government and the PCO and the Prime Minister's office and your office knew, but somehow you and the Prime Minister were only told after the fact? How is that in any way credible to the average person who goes to their job and does their job every day? Okay. Okay, stop. First of all, stop. I don't want to get into the analysis before I context. Uh, Paul Bernardo, serial killer, uh, I mean, Satan incarnate, uh, who's been in a maximum security prison. It's supposed to be for the rest of his life, but I I think maybe he's like up for parole in 25 years or something. Paul Bernardo, probably one of the sickest uh, humans to come out of Canada. I see there's a bunch of jokes there, but I'll leave that one alone. Uh, Was apparently transferred from a maximum security prison to a, in Ontario, to a medium security prison in Quebec. And apparently, after it sparked a buttload of backlash, Marco Mendicino, who's the Minister of Justice, or I forget what it is, I'll get the exact title, apparently he didn't know. So this reporter, after a bit of a kerfuffle, asked him a very clear question. It was a little long, but her question was, how is it plausible that you didn't know and you expect the average Canadian to believe that? And look at this smug liar's face. I'm trying not to swear. I'm a little cranky today. I'm trying not to swear. Look at this smug face. And she asked him a question and watch how he does everything he can to not answer the question. The average person who goes to their job and does their job every day. Okay. First of all, uh, let's all take a breath. <laughs> let's all take a breath. You you hysterical woman. Stop. Calm down. Just calm down. I'm going to get your question in a second. Once you calm down, woman. I mean, th- let's take a breath. Why don't you just call her hysterical, Marco Mendicino? Uh, and I want to be responsive to your questions. What I said was... I want to be responsive to your questions. How about instead of saying that, just answer the question? That I would be coming down to take more questions uh, in this afternoon. But what I would say... And then you didn't cut your we waited I, for yeah. five hours for you. Five hours. Well, I'm here right now. and I Oh, be- I'm so- I want to be responsive. So I'm going to tell you how I want to be responsive. Uh, but you could have asked questions later. We waited for five hours. Well, I'm here now, not answering your question. Calm down. Here so again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but so I agree with you that there uh, is a challenge there, which is why we have taken steps to address that through. I uh, agree with you that there is a challenge there. The question was, how do you expect people to believe your stupid, bold-faced lie that you did not know that Paul Bernardo was being transferred from a maximum security prison in Ontario to a minimum se- or uh, moderate or whatever they call it, mid-range? How did you not know that? Do you expect us to believe that? I agree there's challenges there.
of actions internally, as well as uh, by uh, making sure that the CSE works very closely with victims' families going forward. Why didn't your staff tell you? Why didn't your staff tell you? Why didn't your staff tell you? What's the explanation? We have to respect. Oui. You have to show some respect. Like I said, I'm going to take concrete action. I'm going to talk to my team. It's necessary that he needs to receive the briefings in real time. This guy is a pathological liar. This is the same Marco Mendicino who lied about truckers threatening women in Ottawa with, with rape. This is the same Marco Mendicino. Now, when asked quite clearly, do you expect us to believe that you were not briefed that Paul Bernardo was going to be transferred from a maximum security to a mid-range security prison? Do you expect us to believe that you weren't briefed on it? And if you weren't briefed, how does that happen? Are you not in charge? And it goes on. Let's just do a few more seconds while everyone trickles in. J'avais publié un nouveau direction ministérielle pour assurer que les CC vont travailler ensemble avec des familles de victimes. Why didn't your staff tell you? Why didn't Is it standard operating procedure at your office that you are kept in the dark? And will you let anyone go in response to the handling of this? Of course not. And of course not what? Not going to let it's not normal. To make sure that we are identifying issues where there are challenges on information flow. Challenges on information flow. But by the way, I'm calling it now. This is my prediction because I know that Marco Mendicino is a liar because he's a proven liar. He knew. That's my that's my assessment. They knew that Bernardo was getting transferred from a maximum security to a mid-range security prison. And they didn't tell anybody because they wanted to avoid the public backlash. And once the public discovered this obscene piece of information, what does Marco Mendicino do? I didn't know. I mean, I'm, the, I'm, in, I'm in charge. My staffers did not tell me that they were transferring a convicted serial killer and worse. I don't know how you can get worse than that. He knew. And like all liars, when they get caught having screwed up, they lie. Ah, it's just unacceptable that I wasn't told what was going on. And how could they do this to me? I would never. Oh, no, no. This is the state of Canada. It's, it's not even the, the, the bottom of the barrel of the lamentable state of Canada. We're going to get into it. But that's Marco Mendicino, people. And I'm back. I'm back in the temporary studio. The, the one thing I'm very happy about is I'm back to my good mic. This mic. Oh, yeah. Uh, how's everybody doing? I'm cranky today. I, I, I know when I'm cranky. I know when I'm cranky because uh, not because I look at other people and am angry with them. I get angry at everything about myself. I don't feel good. I feel uh, I'm judgmental on my own demeanors. I'm judgmental on myself. I know I'm cranky. I got back from Arizona at midnight last night, uh, Eastern time. Didn't get to bed until later. Woke up early. The dog. The dogs were happy to see me. The dogs were so happy to see me that one pooped all over the place. <laughs> and uh, that's it. I'm back in Canada. Uh, back, yeah. Seeing this, back for the summer, but but witnessing the asylum in real time. And the, it's like people are too scared to even say the state of Canada is not good. People are too scared to admit it. They're too scared to recognize it because it involves recognizing that they've made some bad decisions to let Canada get here. Um, but it's, 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 it's interesting. Anyways, I'm back. What, what are we going to talk about today? We've got a bunch of things. We've got two stories coming out of Canada. One, they're not coming after your kids, people. Until they come after your kids, people. Uh, Toronto Public School Board, Toronto Public School Board, TPSB, that's it, uh, has just made a new school that has gender-neutral bathrooms in it. 
Because remember, people, gender is a social construct. And when it comes to the sex biological reasons for having uh, biologically segregated bathrooms, well, all of a sudden, um, gender becomes a biological part of the discussion. Uh, and you could imagine what is happening is alleged to have already started happening. This is an article coming out of, uh, I want to say the National Post. I'll get to it in a bit. Uh, you know, boys flashing their penises at girls, uh, girls complaining that the washrooms are, are are nasty, that there's pee all over the toilet seat. Because, you know, girls always pee on the toilet seat and boys, uh, they have no biological reason for which they would be a higher propensity of urinating on the toilet seat. Growing up in our family, four boys, one girl, we didn't lift the toilet seat when we peed. And my mother would go crazy. She said, lift the toilet seat. And then she just finally gave up and said, look, if you're not going to lift the toilet seat, at least wipe it down after you're done peeing and dribbling on the toilet seats. Okay, that's one thing that's coming out of Canada. We'll get to it. The other thing that's coming out of Canada, and this one's of particular interest, it, 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 it sort of merges with the discussion about Dr. Peter Hotez, who refuses to have a discussion with the lowly pleb conspiracy theorist, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. You know, people are saying, if you, there's no point debating the jab, debating the efficacy, efficacy of the jab, <laughs> debating the efficacy of the jab is like uh, having a flat earth argument because the, the, the jab was so efficient and so effective that it's as much of an incon incontrovertible, uncontestable fact that the earth is round or spherical shaped. It's incontestable because if it weren't, if it weren't as effective as it was, and it did have all the problems that people say it has now, well, why aren't we seeing excess mortality? Oh, spoiler alert, people. I'll show you an article coming out of Nova Scotia. Alberta, uh, last year, I think, uh, was announcing, or at the end of last year, announcing that deaths of unknown causes was now the leading cause of death in Alberta. It took over Alzheimer's. Nova Scotia doesn't understand what's happening, but it seems that excess mortality is through the roof, and doctors are baffled. Experts are baffled. One of the contributing factors is diseases of the heart. We'll get there. Then we're going to break down the uh, Dr. Peter Hotez, Joe Rogan, RFK Jr. dispute. And there's a lot more stuff. So what do we start with uh, while we're on Rumble? For those of you who are new to the channel, oh, I'm such an idiot. Did I not look to see that we were, in fact, good on all platforms? Let me make sure that we're good on Rumble, where we should be simultaneously live streaming, and we are. Let me make sure that we're good in vivabarnslaw.locals.com, which we are. Um, I was just on Jack Posobiec's uh, human, human Events. I was on with Jack at 2 o'clock talking about... Oh, that's right, Hunter Biden. We're going to talk about Hunter Biden. <laughs> it's corruption through and through, people. We're going to get to all of this. Okay. Ah. <sighs> Let's start with uh, the gender bathrooms. Let's just, let's just do that. Oh, so what, what happens, by the way? I'm, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought. We start on YouTube, Rumble, and Locals. I'm exclusive with Rumble, so what I do is I end on YouTube. Everyone can come over to Locals. It's uh, Rumble. It's Viva Fry on Rumble. The link to the Rumble link is pinned up there. I post either the entire stream or uh, clips on YouTube afterwards. It just won't be live. And then afterwards, we go to Locals for a little Locals-only after party. I take some of the tips in locals, answer the questions, and talk to our locals community who are all above average. Uh, these things called Rumble Rants and Super Chats, YouTube takes 30% of Super Chats. Rumble ordinarily takes 20% of their equivalent Rumble Rants. For the rest of the year, they're not taking any of it. 100% goes to the creator. Uh, so you can feel better supporting the creator and a platform that supports free speech because Rumble does, as we're going to see with this whole RFK Jr. tonight on Rumble, 7 o'clock. 
I think he's having his first live stream. You can hit the like button, thumbs up, all that other stuff. Share is the easiest non-monetary way of supporting the channel. You can get merch at vivafry.com. You can become part of the community for no fee at vivabarneslaw.locals.com or become a supporter. Seven bucks a month, 70 bucks a year, yada, yada, yada. You know where it goes. Okay, we're going to do the two Canadian stories on the YouTube, even if they get me in trouble. Then we're going to go over to Rumble. And then to locals. Okay, guys, so th- this is the story. I'm reading the headline. And you, I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw your attention to the highlights of this story. It came from the Toronto Star. Isabel Tiatonio, education reporter. Hold on. What do you want? Get over here. Get over here. Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah. He's here. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Get, get, the, get your leg out of there. All right, people. Let's just uh, – did I bring this up yet? Bring it down for one second. Winston would like to say hello. Hello, interwebs. I am your overlord, Winston. All hail, Winston. (laughs) Okay, get down. Okay. Bring it back to the stream. (sighs) Toronto Star. TDSB, which is the Toronto District School Board, introduced its first school without gender-specific washrooms. Here's how it's playing out. Spoiler alert. It's having some of the problems that everybody thought it would be having. Gender... Neutral, non-gender specific, meaning, I mean, it's fine. They do it in Europe, I guess. I'm not sure that they do it for locker rooms for grade school kids. I'm not sure. Some parents of kids at Toronto's first and only public school with all gender neutral washrooms are calling on the board to add separate facilities for boys and girls, saying they have concerns around safety, hygiene, and comfort. Who would have thunk? Oh, what's that? You're, you're a menstruating girl and you have to uh, apply a tampon and you don't necessarily want to be doing that when boys are running in and out of the bathroom or boys who say they're girls and they want to relate to the experience of inserting tampons. The Toronto District School Board, however, is defending the decisions made in the construction of its newest school, Gene Lum. I keep thinking it says Gene Dumb Public School. Gene Lum Public School saying it was an opportunity. Say the line, Bart to create a more inclusive environment and that anyone uncomfortable using the multi-stall washrooms can access standalone single-user accessible facilities. Let's break this down, people, shall we? That's one. That's our first. This is our first footnote. It was an opportunity to create a more inclusive environment. How? By allowing biological males in the restrooms for biological girls? I mean, how is that inclusive? If what you're doing is actually making people uncomfortable, how is it inclusive if what you're actually doing is denying the biological necessity that created sex-specific washrooms in the first place? How did it get to gender for biological divisions of bathrooms when gender is a social construct, as the argument goes, but sex is not? But listen, this is the best part of it. Anyone uncomfortable using the multi-stall washrooms can access standalone single-user facilities. What do you think happens when someone comes out of that scarlet letter um, gender-specific stall? What do you think someone's going to say about them? If it's inclusive to go into these gender-neutral bathrooms, well, it would be exclusive, almost bigoted, for anyone to decide to publicly use the single-gender, single-stall bathroom. What's going to happen? Uh, you don't have to be a rocket scientist. You don't have to be paranoid or conspiratorial to know that what is going to happen is that anybody using those bathrooms because they don't feel comfortable in the inclusive bathrooms is going to be labeled a bigot, intolerant, turf, whatever it is that you want to go by. That's what's going to happen. Oh, it's like separate but equal. Here's your, here's your water fountain. 
Oh no! Oh, you you don't want to you don't want to you don't want to be share it and inclusively with everybody. Well, go get your segregated bathroom, and we're going to know who the bigots are in the school if they use that bathroom. Gender neutral washrooms in schools promote inclusivity and reduce bullying and discrimination based on gender. What in the name of the sweet holy hell are you talking about, Alexis Dawson? Said trustee Alexis Dawson, adding they offer, quote, a safe and private space for all students, end quote, and help create a more accepting environment. There are moms and dads who support this and those who are indifferent. Moms and dads who support this? Some might, hey, how about you, you can make your own bathrooms? I mean, maybe. That, if that's activists and I dare say people who might not even have an interest in it saying, I accept it because it's inclusive. It makes me feel good to say that I tolerate inclusivity, even if that inclusivity is actually exclusionary to girls who don't feel comfortable doing these things. Some who are indifferent, no. Some who are too shy to speak out because they don't want to face the backlash of being the bigot that goes into the sex-specific or single-stall washroom because you don't feel comfortable in the gender-neutral, inclusive washroom. But a group representing roughly 125 parents in the elementary school say kids have peeked beneath stall doors and kicked them while girls are inside, and a boy once exposed himself to a girl. And I say this not to say it to be funny. Did that boy identify as a girl? Do we have to live in a world where that boy exposed her penis to uh, another girl? Maybe he just wanted to be inclusive. Hey, look, I've got a vagina like you, except mine's a, a bulge. Mine, my vagina sticks out and is a penis. Did, they, did, did that boy identify as a girl? And if that boy did identify as a girl... uh. Is that is that not just, you know, girls will be girls and change in the locker rooms? They also say the washrooms, which only have toilets and no urinals. No urinals, because boys don't have a little hose thing with which to pee. Girls can pee standing up just as easily. I mean, maybe they can actually. I don't know about that. They say they have no urinals. Inclusive. It's inclusive. Get the boys to piss all over the toilet seats that the girls have to use. And dirty because urine is left on seats with boys suspected of being the main culprit. They're suspected? Until I see video evidence of a girl urinating, standing up, and getting it all over the place, don't suspect the boys. Know it's the boys. There's nothing wrong with saying that I know that it's the things with the things that make the pee the way the boys do that are getting it on the toilet seat. They say the current setup can be uncomfortable for menstruating girls who need to unwrap a sanitary napkin or tampon with an earshot of boys. It's very inclusive. It's so inclusive. And if you're a girl that feels uncomfortable doing this, you're a bigot. There's something wrong with you. Do you know what it's called? Getting a child to do something to overcome the feeling of discomfort with something that is naturally uncomfortable. It's called grooming in most places. Getting a kid to feel comfortable. Hold on a second. I just felt like I might have lost my computer. Get, get, get kids to get over the fact that they feel uncomfortable with something that's fundamentally unnatural. No, I don't know why Siri is listening to me here. Uh, th there's, a, there's a word for it, and it's not a good word because it's not normal to try to pressure kids into feeling comfortable with something that there is a natural and good reason for which they would feel uncomfortable. It's embarrassing applying to, I mean, it's embarrassing talking about this stuff with kids. They say the current setup can be uncomfortable. Yeah, Muslim parents, why is Siri just continually going off here. Muslim parents feel their religion isn't being respected because a Muslim girl cannot remove her hijab in front of males, something she may do 
As part of Wadu, a purification ritual is performed before prayers, which includes washing their faces. The group of parents at this school, it's inclusive, by the way, just not for Muslims. And, and Muslims, like the ones we saw in Ottawa, if you don't accept it, you're bigots. And according to some of the liberals, send them home. I, and I'm not saying that because I said that. That was a proud liberal. I forget her name and it doesn't really matter. She probably ended up blocking me on Twitter. A proud liberal saying, send them home if they don't like uh, the freedoms and the inclusivity that we are imposing on them. The group of parents at this school with about 550 students, kindergarten to grade eight, say they're not opposed to gender-neutral washrooms. They just want one set of multi-stall washrooms transformed so that one is available for anyone identifying as male and the other for those who identify as female. You mean, so they have one? How about they just have one that's for people who identify as um, other than their biological sex at birth? Truly inclusive environment where every single child in school has a choice and nobody feels forced to do anything and nobody is afraid, said one mother, noting kids are particularly vulnerable in washrooms because they're unsupervised. The star spoke with about 10 frustrated parents who asked not to be identified. Oh, because of fears of possible repercussions. It's almost like the system works, right? The mob system works. We spoke with people. And the ones that are indifferent, they're not indifferent. In part because this involves gender identity issues and they don't want to be perceived as discriminating against anybody. Scott McMillan, the father of a boy in senior kindergarten, has no problem with exclusively gender-neutral washrooms. Oh, that's good for him. When he was growing up, there were always gender gendered washrooms, but the world is a different place now. He said, noting that many restaurants and public spaces have gender... Different does not mean better, and progress for the sake of progressivism is not necessarily progress. And this might just be the world having gone batshit crazy. While safety is a concern for some parents, he said, if there's a safety issue, then deal with that safety issue. It's not a gender or non-gendered bathroom issue. Oh. As, uh, they'll just go on. As a council, we have chosen to remain neutral on non-gendered washrooms because we have heard many conflicting perspectives within our community, said Milan in an email to the Star. Many do not share concerns this group has raised around the non-gendered multi- and single-stall washrooms. Some are indifferent. Some are vehemently opposed to making a change. Some are proud that our school follows progressive guidelines. Some feel their concerns have been addressed with steps taken or proposed by the school. Okay, whatever. The concerned parents at Jean Lum say they're upset. The Toronto District School Board didn't consult them about the school having only gender-neutral washrooms, with one saying it feels like they're part of a social experiment of sorts. Spoiler alert, you are. We all are. This, I don't know if it started with 2020, but it sure as heck has gotten worse from then. The Toronto District School Board says that because this was a brand new school on a new site, there were no formal discussions with parents and guardians about washrooms, but rather broader community consultations about the school. My goodness, and it goes on. All right. Uh, here, I'll give everybody the link so you can go read this rubbish. I don't know. It's, uh, you know, just uh, if, if you don't, we'll, we'll make a bathroom for the bigots. Then, you know, we'll just put a B on it. It won't be for boys. It'll be for bigots. Or maybe they put B and G. Go use, go use the bathroom uh, for your designated sex, bigot, if you're not, you're not inclusive enough. Oh, what's that? You, you don't like, let's have the period uh, bathroom. That's going to be only for menstruating girls. That'll be equally as embarrassing. Oh, you're menstruating? Get the bullhorn. Go into the menstruating girls' bathroom if you don't want to be inclusive with the other boys. I think people are disrespecting women. I have, uh, my, it, it is. It is misogyny and it is homophobia in, in real time. You're telling women they are. When I went to the protest and I had a brief discussion with a counter protester who says, you know, I couldn't answer what a woman is. 
you know, a woman, it's a set of patterns. Oh, sure, that sounds misogynistic or misandry. Like we're we're just we're sets of patterns. Yeah, biological sets of patterns. You know that that a, that a biological woman carries a baby or can. Yes, yes, some biological women cannot carry a baby. Uh, that does not mean that they're not a woman. Yeah, we appreciate that argument. XX chromosome, XY chromosome. Oh, yes, there's intersex. We know that there's a scientific anomaly of someone who has the external you know, parts of a male, but the chromosomes of a female. Yeah, there's, there's anom- anomalies. They're genetic, scientific, diagnosable anomalies. They're not whimsical anomalies that depend on what a, a 12-year-old kid says they feel like on any given day of the week. And they come in and say, well, if you're, you're, you're a 12-year-old boy who feels like a girl, you're not gay. You should go uh, mutilate your body. We, we can convert you that way. But under Bill C-4 in Canada, we can't tell you. You might, be, you might feel confused. You might just be a gay person. Uh, and you'll grow out of whatever feelings you have right now. And one day you might just realize, hey, you were just a confused gay person living in a heterosexual-centric society. I don't know if you know if it's heterosexual-centric anymore. But you're just a kid who's going through some things. You got talked out of making lifelong, life-altering uh, decisions. Can't do that. Can't do that anymore. Parents can go to jail. Psychiatrists can go to jail. Psychologists can go to jail in Canada in real time because Bill C-4, the ban on conversion therapy is law. And now you have school boards putting in gender neutral in the name of inclusivity. And girls, you're just going to have to get used to it if you want to be inclusive. Anyways, it gets worse. We'll We'll do one more story here. I think I just got the thumbnail from my thumbnail guy. Uh, what was I going to check here? I was going to check this. Give me one second. We're going to refresh this. All right, the second story out of Canada. And it's going to segue us into the uh, part two. Uh, Peter Hotez. Um, let's, let's, let's pull this up. It's, it's the latest. I, was, I saw a tweet the other day that said, you know, that if, if the jabs were as bad as everybody says they were, as RFK says they were, then why aren't we seeing excess mortality? And I couldn't find the tweet to respond to it. But lo and behold, uh, interesting article coming out of CBC News, Nova Scotia, June 20th, 2023. Why StatsCan says Nova Scotia is seeing significant excess mortality, in quotes. Do you notice what the CBC is doing here, by the way? They're not saying that Nova Scotia, they're not confirming that Nova Scotia is experiencing significant, quote, excess mortality. They're merely saying StatsCan is saying it, that's Statistics Canada, and here's why they're saying it. Bottom line, Nova Scotia is seeing, quote, significant excess mortality according to the government itself. Why StatsCan says Nova Scotia is seeing significant excess mortality. Listen to this. COVID is one reason, but agency says data is still very incomplete. Oh, that's nice. COVID is one of the reasons. Uh, If you want to get to the other reasons, you're going to have to continue reading, which we will. A COVID-19 test is performed at Pearson International Airport. The Nova Scotia government says 875 Nova Scotians have died of COVID. Statistics Canada says there are several reasons behind the significant excess mortality Nova Scotia has been seeing since late July 2022. Hmm. What period of time? Late July. What started happening in 2021? It's, 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 it's crazy. And by the way, I'm not even saying that it necessarily relates to the jab. 
Because the article is going to say, oh, it relates to people not having gone to see their doctors, not having gotten to see early screenings, uh, drugs, depression, isolation. Yeah, I agree with that too. All consequences of the government crime against humanity. Uh, it, it, it probably is not strictly related to potential diseases of the heart, as this article will get into. It probably is a bunch of contributing factors, all of which are the direct foreseeable and what was predicted to be the consequences of the ridiculous, unconstitutional, inhumane, and unscientific government response, lockdowns, and mandates. Excess mortality, also known as deaths above what would normally be expected, anticipated, is a signal to public health officials that something concerning is happening and needs to be addressed. You know what else? Typically was a signal to what let me see. I want to use the right words. What else was a signal to public health officials that something concerning is happening and needs to be addressed? Vers, you don't swear, don't swear. The kids are somewhere within earshot. Vers used to be a signal to public health officials that something concerning is happening and needs to be addressed as relates to the administration of vaccines. That's what Vers used to be. Ironic how they'll acknowledge excess mortality in some cases is an indication something's wrong and needs to be looked into, but now all of a sudden. When you had, what, what are they up to now? I don't know, tens of thousands. I don't think we're up to, they're up to hundreds of thousands yet reported on VARES. They might be. Yet on VARES, when you have, let's just say, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of adverse events reported, nobody looks into it. It's, all of a sudden, it becomes like just, it's a, it's a willy-nilly thing. Anybody can do it. It's no big deal. That's what it used to be. Now, when it comes to the excess mortality being significantly higher than normal, the government's got to look into it. Indirect impacts of the pandemic have to be a factor. In quotes, such a missed medical, oh, such as missed medical appointments, treatments, or cases, especially in, in the early pandemic, where individuals have died from the virus prior to getting tested or treated, a spokesperson of the agency said in the statement. Okay. Excess mortality is one key measure that accounts for these effects. Colin Furness, an infection control epidemiologist at the University of Toronto, said excess mortality helps draw attention to deaths that aren't officially listed as resulting from COVID 19, even though it may have been a contributing factor. Oh. That's that's uh, the, all of the excess deaths. COVID, even though even though it's happening in July 2022, COVID. It's a, it, oh, it's mental gymnastics to the point of stupidity. COVID has many pernicious effects all over the body, and we're just still learning that. And the bug is still evolving. It's all it's COVID. It, it's still COVID, but go get jabbed up. Or it's not COVID. It's something else. Maybe you shouldn't have gotten jabbed up. If it is COVID now. So it's happening now. It's COVID-related. We don't know the pernicious effects, the lasting effects of COVID. You should go get jabbed more and more. While Nova Scotia received praise early from the pandemic, that changed with the arrival of Omicron. Statistics Canada said the province started seeing periods of significant excess mortality in early 2022. By the way, do you know how, how vaccinated Nova Scotia was? Quite vaccinated. They're going to blame it. They're going to blame it on the variant and say people weren't getting vaccinated enough. It was COVID that was, it's COVID causing the excess deaths, which means that something wasn't working despite being told that it's working, it's, it's a miracle. It singled out a three to four week period, February 12, 2022, during which there were record 65 deaths from the COVID, from COVID-19 in the province. An estimated 1,014 excess deaths occurred over that time, which was 18.2% more than expected. Statistics, can, by the way, do, how far into this article are we now? Let, let's just count it. One, in headline, the byline, two, first paragraph, second paragraph, third paragraph, Fourth paragraph, fifth paragraph, sixth paragraph, seven, eight. We're nine paragraphs in. Oh, sorry, ten paragraphs in. And they finally uh, buried the lead. 
Statistics Canada singled out, quote, diseases of the heart, end quote, as another factor that may have contributed to excess mortality. It caused 175 deaths during that four-week period. Furness said that COVID-19 has a terrible effect on the vascular system, so those deaths don't come as a surprise. Oh. I mean, it, it, there's, there's just no way of making sense of the mental gymnastics. They're going to blame those, cardi- those heart-related deaths on, I guess it's going to have to be lingering effects of COVID infection prior to the vaccine, because that's the only way to maintain the narrative that the vaccine, the jab worked, but didn't cause the problem, but that people are dying more now than they were before the jab, uh, despite still getting COVID because the jab is supposed to reduce the severity of the symptoms. So the only way to make sense of this, while preserving the narrative that the jab is safe, effective, and did not cause any heart issues, is to say that people are dying of diseases of the heart now, as a delayed reaction to infection prior to the jab. That's going to have to be the the, the mental gymnastics. You had COVID everywhere, and then you've got these heart attacks deaths in very, very close proximity to that, he said. That's very compelling. What else did you have everywhere? And then heart attack deaths in very... I mean, it's... No, it is is actually... it's It's too much to deal with. This is the expert. You've had COVID everywhere, and then you've got these heart attack deaths in very close proximity to that, he said. That's very compelling. Can we just replace the word COVID with jab mandates? Can you imagine? It's, it's, it's willful blindness. There's no way that an expert could be this stupid. I mean, there is, because as they say, experts are just people who know more and more about less and less. You had COVID everywhere. You know what else you had everywhere? Roughly 85% everywhere. There was something else that you had everywhere. And then you've got these heart attacks in very close proximity. That's very compelling, except I'm not looking at that. Statistics Canada also disclosed that during the 28-week period ending February 4, 2023, there were nearly 975 excess deaths, 70% more than expected uh, age during that time. It said 200 deaths were COVID, while influenza and pneumonia accounted for 90 deaths. Comparable, whatever. Okay. Statistics Canada said the data it's been provided is still very incomplete, as in we haven't been able to interpret it the way we want yet. 30% of the deaths for the 28-peak period, the cause has yet to be determined or reported to the emergency. Aging population. Statistics Canada said Nova Scotia's aging population is also part of the reason behind the excess mortality, but its modeling tries to account for factors like this. Here, oh, I didn't give you the other article, everybody, here. You can go read this one. So you understand, like, that is, that is the mental gymnastics that you're going to have. That, that will be the explanation. It's either going to be environmental, you know, it's climate crisis causing heart attacks, heart disease, uh, sedentary behavior, despite the fact that we were told to sit down and lock down, uh, health, overall health, you know, not getting exercise because you were being bribed into getting a jab with French fries and beer. I say that non-judgmentally. I enjoy eating bad food, but when you're Trying to solve a problem that might be exacerbated by obesity and unhealthiness, telling people to lock down, sit in their homes, uh, stress out, not get sunlight, not get exercise. That might have been a contributing factor as well. Government hand, nonetheless. They're going to have to say that these excess deaths are the lingering effect of COVID infections prior to the jab. And that's it. And what we're seeing now, this death in close proximity to COVID infections, is very troubling. Oh. Okay, uh, I think that I think that's it. But that that'll that'll get us to the next subject of the day. We're going to go over to Rumble now. We're going to talk Peter Hotez, coward, the 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 PhD in cowardice. It, there's just so much. I mean, there's only there's only so much you can get into. We're going to talk about that. We are going to talk about Hunter Biden, sweetheart deal. 
uh, probably the end of the investigation, all that that entails. Welcome back, Viva. Thank you, Spitfire Red. It is, well, I'm, I'm not back now. I'll be, I'll welcome me back when I get back to Florida, but now I got to, you know, see family for the summer and have fun up here. And uh, I don't know, is it the pits of despair or is it the cliffs of insanity? Either way, it comes from the Princess Bride people. <laughs> so, uh, okay, I gave everybody the link to locals, and, no, to Rumble. Head on over to Rumble. We're going to end this here. Um, actually, we're going to end this here in one second. Let me just check my, my notes in the backdrop. We're good. Yeah, we're good. All right. Peeps, go to Rumble. And we're going to carry this on over there. Ending on YouTube in three, two, one. A thousand people should be moving, migrating to the free speech platform. All right. Oh my goodness. I mean, Twitter has become a fun place. <laughs> More so, th there's drama on Twitter. Joe Rogan has a very good philosophy for, for social media. I mean, he's, he's not necessarily wrong where he thinks that, you know, Twitter exacerbates, foments, actually uh, enhances mental illness. And I don't mean it doesn't turn people schizophrenic. It, um, what's the word? Encourages? It rewards uh, problematic compulsive behavior, much like, like gambling. Like, you know, ga gambling, people say it's a disease. You go to Vegas and it will change you. And it's designed to change you. The lights, the flashing, the sensory, sensory overload. It's designed to do that. Um, social media is designed to become addictive. It's designed to change your brain patterns to exploit the natural tendencies of your brain. And Twitter's not much different. Rogan, you know, thinks... It, it, it exacerbates, encourages mental illness, you know, like this compulsive, um, addictive behavior. And he's probably not wrong. And he has a ghost and post policy, which uh, it's a good policy. He did not adhere to his ghost and post policy over the weekend after having had Robert F. Kennedy Jr. on his show for a podcast. For those of you who haven't seen it, I did a breakdown from the Grand Canyon. It was beautiful. The, the, the Grand Canyon was beautiful. The summary was, I guess, you know, maybe above average. Uh, a, a breakdown summary of the Joe Rogan RFK Jr. podcast. At one point during that podcast, you know, it starts off talking about vaccines. And at some point during the podcast, Dr. Peter Hotez's name comes up. There are some people who say, don't call him doctor, call him Mr. or Peter, because these, uh, these honorary titles only give ego, arrogance, and pomposity and don't actually distinguish in terms of intelligence and, and knowledge. I, I think I'm using the doctor probably more in a cynical, satirical, um, sassy way and not, not in showing deference because the doctor has lost his ever-loving mind. At one point during the podcast, uh, they start talking about Dr. Peter Hotes. For anybody who hasn't seen Peter Hotes on the Joe Rogan, go watch it. It's mind-blowing. Peter Hotes has an autistic daughter who he's not shy to write a book about, uh, tout the fact that he's got an autistic daughter but that he has definitively confirmed the autism has nothing to do with vaccination. And by the way, I'm not making any statements on this. I don't know how I feel about this. I know that prior to COVID, I, in my mind, had written off the idea that there was a correlation or causation between, I should say causation, not correlation, because correlation is just, is, is, is correlated, not necessarily causal. Um, I had... I had been convinced by the media that Pam Anderson was wrong. Vaccines don't cause autism. And people who say that are wrong. 
I'm, I'm not going to call them names. I never really thought anything ill of them. I just, you know, I, I, th that was it. That was the consensus. I now, I now go back and reassess and, and question my, my belief in that now. Because if I hadn't been lied to for the last three years, I might not think that I have been lied to for the last 44 years, say 25 years of consciousness. I now think that maybe having seen the way the people who questioned COVID today were demonized, vilified, ostracized, excommunicated, having seen the way that was done to the Malones, to the Weinsteins, to the Harvey Rishes, to the Dr. Francis Christians. Uh, I, I can name more, but I, I, I can't and don't anyone feel left out if I didn't. The way those doctors, credentialed experts, have been maligned, defamed, excommunicated, and the people who were saying what turned out to be right, I now maybe look back and say, well, maybe th they did the exact same thing with the anti-vaxxers. I, I, not to say maybe there's some truth to it, but maybe I was lied to yet again back then. Setting all that aside, Peter Hotez was on Joe Rogan talking about vaccines. You got to get, get, get vaccines, get your shots, get, the, you know, get 89, whatever, whatever the number's up to now. And Joe asked me, he says, well, I don't want to be mean. You're a little overweight. You know, what's, what's your, do you take vitamins? Do you exercise? Do, do you eat healthy? And his answer to all three was, no, I, I enjoy junk food, but it's my, it's my daughter. It's my sinful pleasure with my daughter, which I thought was a very cowardly way also of like justifying his sinful pleasure. Like br bring in his daughter again so that it becomes, you know, so that you can't, you can't criticize him for eating unhealthy because he does it for his daughter. Doesn't exercise, although he looks like he's been losing a little weight now based on that video of the guy who showed up at his house. Don't do that, by the way. We'll get there. Uh, but Hotez says, I don't eat well. I don't exercise. Um, and I don't take vitamins, but you know, if you want to be healthy, get the jab. And Joe Rogan's like, I don't understand that. Like, how do you not give the basics in health before giving the medics in health? They started talking about that with RFK Jr. And I guess Hotez got a little pissed off, you know, les absents toujours tard. But even when he was there, he was wrong. Peter Hotez took to Twitter, put out a tweet, you know, basically demeaning Joe and uh, I forget exactly what he said, but you know, uh, give me $50 million for an endowment, you know, instead of going hunting with your buddies. Ad hominem, juvenile, demeaning, condescending, sh bullshit is what that is. I'm sorry, I wasn't going to swear. Jo he deleted the tweet. Joe Rogan said, I saw what you did. And uh, then the fight broke out. He said, look, uh, Peter, you want to you wanna poo-poo on me and call me names? Come on my show. No time limit. Have a debate with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. A, a live Viva Voce debate, no time limits. No one's going to give you a buzzer for 30 seconds. On my channel, do it. And not just that, I think, I forget who was going to throw in however much. They're up to a million and a half plus dollars uh, to go to a charity of Peter Hotez's choice to sit down and do the debate. And then Peter Hotez and all of his, all of his boot licking, uh, subservient, blue check mark frothing at the mouth, uh, you know, Twitter heads. Ah, it's, it's, it's disgraceful. An, an expert doesn't have to argue with an anti-vaxxer. And that's when the poo-poo hit the fan-fan on Twitter. I've got to say this one thing. You know, Hotez probably doesn't need the money. I, maybe he's not worth the $35 million that his celebrity worth on the internet says it is. I, I, I suspect that's wrong. Um, but what's clear is he doesn't need the money. But what's shocking is that he cares so little about the impoverished, vulnerable people of society that he will not do this debate, even if it's to humiliate the anti-vaxxer, even if it means raising a million and a half plus dollars for his share. And I, I would throw in 5,000. I'm not, I'm not yet at Joe Rogan's level of wealth. I would throw in a 5,000 to see this happen.
And if and, and to the extent that Peter Hota says, I won't debate this wacky anti-vaxxer, even if it means raising a million and a half dollars plus for charity, that tells you quite a bit. Okay, that's what's going on on Twitter. That's that's the synopsis. Let me just see if anybody, if everybody was aware of that. Okay, before we get into oh no, I'll, I'll do the, I'll do the rumble rants afterwards. So that's what's going on on Twitter. You uh, he won't debate RFK Jr. By the way, because RFK Jr. is a, 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 a wacky conspiracy theorist, anti-vaxer, spews lies, all this stuff. He won't debate RFK Jr. To set the record straight, he'll go on Mehdi Hassan's MSNBC, where he's going to be asked, um, he's going to be asked banger questions. The, 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 the pinnacle of journalism. These are the types of questions he's prepared to field. He's not going to talk with RFK Jr. He's going to go get the business from Mehdi Hassan. Listen to this hard-hitting journalism question. The type of questions, if you had the expertise of Dr. Peter Hotes in your, in your proximity, this is the type of question you would ask him. Contrary to what RFK Jr. and other anti-vax nuts have claimed, there is no connection between vaccines and autism, no connection, no established documented connection between vaccines and serious diseases or mass death. Vaccines tend to save lives across the board, do they not? That's what the peer-reviewed evidence overwhelmingly shows, does it not? And people are dying right now from COVID still because the evidence on COVID vaccines efficacy is being ignored or shouted down on social media. Contrary to what RFK... Can you believe that question? I try not to attribute malice to people. I mean, maybe maybe, maybe Mehdi Hassan just believes in what he's doing. He believes that he's so right. But I, I have great difficulty finding any other way around this. Listen to this question. This question. Contrary to what RFK Jr. and other anti-vax nuts have claimed. Contrary to what RFK Jr. and other anti-vax nuts have claimed. Can you imagine being one of the hundreds of thousands of people who have been vaccine injured by this jab and have to listen to this, this, this man? Who I was about to say, swear. Listen to this man. Lord only knows if he's taken the jab. Maybe he has and maybe he hasn't. There's now discussion in Canada about, uh, not Canada, I'm sorry, there's now discussion about potential ghost vaxes that people were taking, not actually taking them. Who knows what Mehdi Hassan has done? Can you imagine listening to this guy call you an anti-vax nut if you are now one of the hundreds of thousands who have been vaccine injured by this jab? So listen to this, uh, uh, RFK anti-vax nuts. What else does he have to say? There is no connection between vaccines and autism, no. There is no connection between vaccines and autism. Oh, wait a minute. There, there might be correlation, so I might have to attenuate what I just said and listen to how he attenuates it. No connection, no established documented connection between... No established documented connection. So it goes... There is no connection. No established, which would mean that it would have to have scientific consensus. Documented, which, which means... Uh, connection between vaccines and serious diseases or mass documented connection connection no established documented connection between why qualify no connection with no established documented connection if it's only to shelter your lie from scrutiny there's no established documented connection because look at the hoteses of the world look at that face by the way he, he actually kind of looks like <laughs> total villain um because they refuse to uh look at it or no, but they've looked at it and it's been debunked. And I know that there's studies out there that debunk the debunking. And RFK is, seems more familiar with them than most. 
and they, it's not even worth talking about because it's it's there is no connection. There's no established connection between vaccines and serious diseases or mass death. Vaccines tend to save lives across the board. Do they? That they not? That's what <laughs> vaccines tend to save lives. Yeah, when they're traditional vaccines that have gone through traditional testing and not experimental mRNA gene therapy shots that bypassed all standard testing, all standard research, all standard protocol, and all standard manufacturing, which, as according to Anthony Housefather of Canada, was the exact same reason, was the exact justification for which the people manufacturing these vaccines refused to put them to market without immunity because they had not gone through the standard uh, procedures. What the peer-reviewed evidence overwhelmingly shows, does it not? Does it and people not? are dying right now from COVID still because the evidence on COVID vaccines' efficacy is being ignored or shouted down on social media. That was the question that Mehdi Hassan asked Peter Hotez. Peter Hotez will not, will not debate with RFK Jr., but he'll sit down for the hard-hitting questions, which are 30 seconds of statements they work. They're amazing. Are they not? Uh, there's no documented evidence, and all these people are anti-vax nuts. Uh, go on, Dr. Hotez. Uh, do you have anything to add? <laughs> but hold on a second. Hotez did have something to add. Listen to this. Is this the video? No, no, no. That's um. Oh, I'm going to bring that one up afterwards. Oh. Where is... Oh, here. Oh, by the way. He won't debate RFK, but uh, you know they'll call him all sorts of names. Here's here's another one. Listen to this. Uh, Peter Hotez doesn't understand where RFK Jr. is coming from. Listen to this. Three three or four moving parts to this. So um, I've been I'm a vaccine scientist. I make low cost patent-free vaccines for low- and middle-income countries. Are we made 100 million doses of... We made two vaccine prototypes that led to 100 million doses being administered in India and Indonesia. No patents, minimal strings attached. So we actually found a way to bypass... Minimal strings attached. Curious, but... The pharma companies, and yet RFK Jr. incessantly calls me a pharma shill when, if anything, our vaccines maybe kept Pfizer and Moderna out of markets in India and in Indonesia. So I don't understand and that piece, three, three or four moving out of markets in India and in Indonesia. So I don't understand that piece. Three, three or four uh, moving parts. Dr. Hotez, you know what would allow you to understand that piece? Discussing with RFK Jr. instead of lying about him and libeling him on Mehdi Hassan's show. Uh, I don't understand where he's coming from, that, that, that anti-vax quack. Where's he coming from? I don't understand it, but I won't talk to him about it either. Oh, um, but the, so the, the, the poo-poo has been hitting the fan on the Twitterverse. And it's, it's amazing because what you notice is that people um, think themselves smarter by agreeing with the people that they have said are the smart ones. And they're so smart because they agree with the people that they say are smart. Now, I've been blocked by a lot of these people. <laughs> um, it's, 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 it's fantastic. So I can't see... I can't see his original tweet anymore. Let me see if I can get to his original. No, you see, I can't see it even, even, oh, that's my, that's, hold on. That's the wrong, that's my Twitter. Hold on. Maybe an incognito. I, I don't know who this person is. I just know that uh, he's quite clearly uh, uh, unhinged. Uh, so no, you still can't see it. Still can't see it. It said this guy who's a, uh, can I even get to his? Oh, here we go. Flaneur. 
probability philosophy, probability mathematics, probability real life, Phoenician wine, deadlifts and dead languages, Greco living. Oh, maybe I can see his thing here. Well, he basically said in his original tweet, um, the problem with Joe Rogan's audience is that they're so dumb. They won't even know who won the debate. <laughs> uh, this guy's such an idiot that first of all, let me rephrase. I came to the conclusion that this guy was an idiot after having read a few of his tweets, the arrogant pomposity of this guy thinking, these people are so dumb, they can't govern themselves. They can't make decisions for themselves. They need to be pinned down and injected because they don't know that it's for their own good. I'd like to see this guy talk about the Tuskegee experiments. Tuskegee experiments. Uh, but I uh, you know, just found a gem because it's just, it's just you, you, go, you scroll through, I forget who <laughs> initially found this gem. This is Nassim Nicholas Taleb. The, he's so, so smart. He's so smart. He was on a plane wearing two masks plus goggles and an N95 when there's a crowd. This is from June 2020. Now, uh, I, uh, I brought this to his attention. I also called him a, an arrogant prick. Uh, his response to other people who had brought this up was, these people are so dumb, they don't understand the evolution of, of knowledge and science. Uh, no, no, we do, by the way. We do. And uh, for those who don't remember, uh, let me see. Masks don't prevent COVID warning images. For those who don't remember, um, <laughs> here, verify why a face mask box says it provides no protection to the wearer. And if we can see this, this was from the time. This man was so smart and everyone else is so dumb. He couldn't read at the time. Oh, no, but we didn't know that then. Uh, yeah, except for the fact that it said it then. This product is an ear loop mask. The product is not a, respir is not a respirator and will not provide any protection against COVID-19, coronavirus, or other viruses or contaminants. Uh, we were only uh, responding to those, uh, those stupid Joe Rogan followers. They don't understand the science evolves. It doesn't evolve from what the science was at the time and what it was beforehand. And it was known by those who knew at the time that those face masks uh, do not prevent the transmission. There were the, 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 the gifts of like people wearing these masks and breathing in cold air. And you just see the air coming out everywhere. I, I was just at, a, at, an, at an eyeglasses store. There was a person wearing a face mask who took off their face mask to talk on the phone. All that to say, Nassim, Joe Rogan's crowd is so dumb. And when we find a, a, a photographic evidence that Nassim himself was not just dumb, but prone to panic and prone to making stupid decisions because he wasn't thinking straight because he was in such a state of terror, this is the guy going to lecture me on how dumb Joe Rogan's crowd is? He blocked me. Oh, the amount of people who have blocked me over this are, are just incredible. Oh, speaking of knowledge at the time, Oh, this one, this one, this one was, this is just beautiful. Oh, Nassim is, Joe Rogan's audience is so dumb. They don't listen to the experts and the knowledge they had at the time. Look at these tweets from Peter Hotez, by the way. I, I take credit for finding these. This is from uh, April 17th. Rip apart the Trump anti-science White House disinformation campaign. Putin weaponized health communication, the right-wing extremist anti-vaccine attacks against me, playing out on Fox News weekday evenings, anti-vax packs, not a problem, but TikTok, OMG, pure dread and terror. Putin weaponized health communication. This is Dr. Hotez. Dr. Hotez. Uh, 11 is November 2021. 
First, halting Delta transmission through vaccination. This, this is the doctor who's accusing RFK of being an anti-vax conspiracy theorist, spreading disinformation and lies, suggesting in this tweet, someone actually said, what's wrong about any of those tweets that he said? Halting Delta transmission through vaccination. The vaccine did not prevent transmission. We know that now. Why do we know that? Because they didn't test for it. This is Dr. Hotez, the one who's trying to shame RFK, cower out of a chicken out of a debate, like a, an intellectual coward like an ideological, tyrannical coward at the same time, wants to impose his ideological will on others while being a dishonest, disingenuous coward to debate them, said November 2021, halting Delta transmission through vaccination is a high bar, but it's doable. Not when they know that it doesn't prevent transmission, you liar. So you either lied or you're stupid and you got it wrong. You got it wrong because you made statements based on information that you didn't have. It didn't prevent contracting or transmitting the virus. And once that became clear, the goalpost moved from preventing transmission to reducing symptoms. This was either a lie or a scientific mistake made by a so-called expert. It's not going away, Hotez. Peter. Second, this is part of his thread. We must change the definition of what it means to be fully vaccinated because it's working so well that it halted it the first time around, just keep taking more, it'll halt it the seventh time, even though we never tested it for transmission. Why? Because we're moving at the speed of science with a dollar sign for the S. I was disappointed when the FDA CDC advisory committees voted down universal third mRNA immunization because the first two worked so bloody well, surely it's going to work the third time. Third time's the charm, right? Or maybe the fourth or fifth or sixth, ask Israel. Third, we must recognize that immunity to infection and recovery is not robust. This is a doctor saying this, guys. It, someone's in here. Who is this? This is my wife. My wife, she's come. She hears me yelling. Thank you. Calm down. <laughs> this is a doctor. Like, I, I, I haven't lost my thought because I'm not going to. This is a doctor saying immunity to infection and recovery is not robust. Let me read this. We must recognize that the immunity to infection and recovery is not robust. Such individuals need to be vaccinated. Otherwise, they're at risk for reinfection from Delta by a factor. What the hell are you talking about, Hotez? I mean, Fauci said the same thing. Uh, immunity from infection. Once upon a time, back in the day, there is no more a robust vaccination than infection. Oh, and then he changed his tune this time around because science changes people. I think they've gone back to acknowledging that infection provided robust immunity. So let me just see here. Lie about preventing uh, the transmission because the vaccine was never even tested to do that. So either lie or a mistake, Hotez, number one. Uh, <laughs> change the definition of what it means to be fully vaccinated. Uh, recovery, uh, infection doesn't provide immunity. What was the other one here that I had? This is a, oh, this one's earlier. So let's, this is March 28th. March 28, 2020, back in the early stages. Some tough decisions this weekend, next few days, regarding the benefits versus risks of implementing quarantine around U.S. cities with high COVID-19 transitions. Uh, we'll skip that one. Fourth and final, we need to vaccinate the kids. This is also, oh, sorry, that's this is part four of the last one. November 2011, 2021, sorry. Vaccinate the kids. It is imperative to do this to protect them from hospitalization and long COVID. This man is not just wrong. He's not just a liar. This, this has to be malice. 
The kids, stati- I mean, I'm, 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 I'm a quack. I can't, I have, I have no scientific expertise. I can't make the statement that kids' risk from COVID was nil, virtually nil, statistically nil. I can't say that no kids, you know, one kid in Canada died with COVID. I can't say that the risk factor from the jab for a kid is exponentially higher than any non-existing, non-existent statistically anomalous risk factor from the Rona. I can't say that because I'm, I'm just a, I'm just a lawyer. I'm just a, I'm just a, a former litigator. I'm just a buffoon. I got to defer to the liars. We need to vaccinate the kids. Doctor Peter Hotez should have his license taken from him. Let me see this one here. What's what's the next one? As I said repeatedly, with this raging transmission, the only the only way we'll get through in-person classes. If everyone walking into the school is masked, possible exceptions for special needs kids. Got to, got to, he's got to look out for his own kids. And everyone 12 and up is vaccinated for COVID-19. Oh, that's right. That was the, that was the clincher. Looks like I've tested positive for COVID. Moderate symptoms of fatigue, headache, sore throat, isolating at home and doing Zoom meetings. Oh, you're so, you're so impressive. Like we give a sweet bugger all, Peter. I'm grateful to have been vaccinated, boosted, which certainly prevented more, certainly more prevented more serious illness. Just started Paxilovid, brought to you by Pfizer. Transmission up. Be careful. Dr. Peter Hotez won't talk about any of this with anybody. And by the way, neither would I if I were him, because it's a bloody outrage and a bloody embarrassment. And he is a bloody embarrassment. I mean, it's, it's just egregious. That, that, that was that was just from like, I mean, I posted that a while. I posted that actually a while back, and then I I, I dug it up. That I have that, that was just from fifteen minutes of, of looking through Peter Hotez's Twitter feed with certain keywords. Unreal. Oh, but here, hold on one second. He he went on. He won't he won't debate. <laughs> he won't debate with quacks like RFK Jr. He'll only go and take bullshit questions from MSNBC's Mehdi Hassan. MSNBC. Do we remember this gem of scientific diarrhea from what's her name again? Rachel Maddow. I, 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 I truly cannot stand looking at Rachel Maddow. Look, look at her arrogant, condescending face. I will just say before we do that, um, just as a personal plea from me, a personal plea. Don't talk to me. Personal plea for me. All right. So you you implored you personally told people to get vaccinated. Anyone who's injured, should they sue you? I did it because Rachel Maddow gave me medical advice without a medical degree. Sue her. Shouldn't they? I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought giving medical advice without a medical degree was wrong, illegal, immoral. I thought RFK couldn't have an opinion because he's not a doctor, but Rachel Maddow can tell you to go get jabbed? If you have been putting off being vaccinated for whatever reason, don't agonize about it. Don't let anybody make you feel bad about that and, you know, get you defensive about it. Just make a fresh decision now. Make a, Take a fresh look at the issue now. Loathsome. Looking at what's going on now. No matter why you have put it off in the past, no judgment. No judgment. Yeah. Now is the time to actually go do it. Listen to what she said. Because we really cannot afford you having to go to the hospital right now. She's, she cares about me. If you're unvaccinated, you have a much- uh, 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 I want to save this face right there, this. Um, typically people, you know, as the behavioral, um, analysts will say, you look up when you're trying to access memories. 
what I see here, a liar, embarrassed with the lies that she's saying, having to look away from the eyes of the people that she's saying it to. Much higher chance of getting this newly transmissible variant we had never seen before, before a couple of weeks ago. And it's the unvaccinated people who it's going to make sick. And we really just cannot afford for you to have to go to the hospital right now. I mean, looking all around the country, depending on where you live, there is a very good chance there's no room for you in the hospital right now if you need to go. This it, by the way, I happen to know that this is also untrue. There go the eyes again. I, I actually asked people who worked in the industry and they said in the early stages of COVID, yes, the hospitals were overwhelmed. And then into the pandemic, empty. Empty because nobody was going for any reason whatsoever. It wasn't a question of not having the beds. It was a question of the beds being so, so empty. You had the nurses and the doctors doing TikTok dances. And if you can somehow get a bed because you got COVID and you got sick from it because you weren't vaccinated. Because you weren't vaccinated. If you are able to get yourself into a bed, you're going to be filling a bed that somebody else really needs. So... Even if you didn't feel like you could do it before, even if you've been holding off for whatever reason. How about an adverse reaction from the first one? They're holding off. Should I get it? Should I? Hey, Dr. Maddow, should I go get a, a, a booster if I had an allergic reaction to the first or the second one? Tell, do tell, doctor. Look at it freshly now. Look at it freshly now. 10 uh, to 15 spe- serious events of special interest per 10,000 as the data was properly now analyzed later on. Look at it now. I'll look at it now. And my answer would have been a different answer than at least mine was in August 2021. Now would be the time. Mm. Mm. Even if it wasn't okay for you before, it's okay for you to do it now. Who the hell does she think she is? I mean, if anybody took this advice and got injured, Rachel Maddow might be the only one without immunity uh, who can be, who can possibly, you know, someone can go after her for civil liability for giving medical advice without a medical degree. Honestly, your country needs you. (laughs) (laughs) And if you are vaccinated, but you haven't been boosted yet and you're eligible for your booster, make your appointment for your booster. Uh, Now's the time. And I know from anecdotal experience- We're done. We've we've watched enough of that. Um, It makes you want to puke. It really makes you want to puke. Uh, but there was, I, I have to bring up just some highlights from this discussion. For, I, but let me bring up some more tweets that, that were fun stuff. Um, and then we're going to actually just, we're going to end with. Uh... <laughs> All right. Yeah, here, here's one good one, by the way. Peter Hotez says, I, I won't, I'm not going to debate with, with, with the rabble like RFK Jr. and anti-vaxxers. Uh, but I will debate with them on Twitter when I can pick what I respond to and then not have to face any more questions. Someone. Interesting. By the way, I think this this uh, celebrity net worth story. I think it's an. I don't think it's true. And if it is true uh, that he's worth thirty five million dollars, that he's got a one point six million dollar yacht that was gifted to him. I don't. I have not been able to find that information anywhere credible, for lack of a better word. So this is um, uh, someone tweeted. I, I only. I don't know who this person is, except for the fact that. <laughs> except for the fact that. Hotez replied to this. Peter Hotez won't debate with RFK Jr., but he will Twitter debate with someone with 44 followers because it might be it might be something easy to rebut. Quite interesting that the source he pulled that info from. Okay, so I, I don't know what this is here. And then Peter Hotez replies, this is laughable fake news. Anyone knows me that I'm an academic with four kids, modest townhome in Texas and Houston. 
You can ask my stalker. Uh, no money in China or foreign governments. None from Big Pharma. Nada, nada. Okay. Oh, and I am I blocked from this person as well. <laughs> he he won't um, he won't debate with RFK, but he'll 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 get into Twitter Twitter debates that he can you know jump in, jump out, seize on what might be uh, overtly inaccurate information. But he won't debate the, the nebulous stuff because that would be that would be beneath him. Um, but to get to the point of a very modest, a modest townhome in Houston, Texas. You can ask my stalkers. So there was a video going around of a guy who I don't think the guy's a bad. I don't. I, I've seen the guy's video. It doesn't look like he's a malicious, bad faith person, but maybe just uh, exceeded boundaries. Someone showed up at Hotez's house to ask him questions. I think it's pretty much universally condemned. I mean, I say universally condemned on one side of the aisle. The, the left condemns it when they're not the ones doing it. The right tend to say, don't do it ever, but to the extent that the left is going to do it whenever they want to dox a meme maker, um, why can't independent journalists on the right go to a a public person's house to ask some questions and then when asked to leave, leave? So this guy shows up and it's a video and he asks some questions, then he shows up and leaves. Uh, This is the video actually right here. Hold on, I got my reply here. Uh, Okay, let's let's watch this. Hi. Nice to meet you. How are you? Hey. So why are you not like going to debate uh, RFK on Joe Rogan's podcast? Oh, come on. That's harassing. I'm just, I'm just curious. What? I no, n- nothing I, hostile. I'm just curious. I haven't said anything one way or the other. I mean, are you planning on doing it? Uh, you know, I just, he just invited me, so we'll see. Now, he's smiling and he's shaking hands, but when somebody shows up at your house and he says, yeah, that's harassing. And, you know, he says it like some of you may think he deserves it. But you would just be caving to your baser instincts to say, I think he deserves it. Therefore, I'm going to tolerate what I know is fundamentally wrong to begin with. Do not become the monster you're battling, because if you defeat the monster that you're battling by becoming the monster, well, congratulations, you've substituted the monster. You haven't defeated it. Uh, In fairness to Hotez, he looks like he might be losing a little weight. Maybe he took something to heart after Rogan's podcast and and, and he looks like he, he looks fitter than he did the last time. But this is inappropriate. Um, keep playing. And I think you should, though. Uh, well, we'll give it some. We'll give it some. Time. Okay. Okay. And what do you have to say to people who think they're vaccine injured? Uh, come on, anything for them? I don't come to my house. I mean, do you have anything to say to people that think? Do you have anything to say to people? Yeah. I mean, do you think vaccine injuries are real, Peter? Peter, it's just a question. Settle the science now. So that's On- that's the video. A safari to go vaccinate more kids. The guy then put out a video later on where he went, uh, apparently went to a Texas police station and uh, recorded it with the video down. Said, "I think I've broken the law." He, he might have thought it was more comedic, but it's you, you, approaching someone at their house and then following them to their gate where they close the gate. It's it's not appropriate, and it doesn't matter how much disdain you have for the individual. In my humble opinion, take it for what it's worth. You can't become the monster that you're battling because, like I say, you don't defeat the monster, you substitute it. And also, it's not because you hate somebody that you can tolerate what you know would be improper or an injustice uh, to someone who you didn't hate. And it was wrong when Taylor Lorenz did it. I mean, the other thing is, if you tolerate this now, you can't crap on Taylor Lorenz's of the world for doxing people, for going to the houses of family members. Um, Because, hey, oh, well, he's a public figure, lives of TikTok, was an anonymous account. Well, 
they, they, they've become public figures to the extent that, you know, they, they have become part of the public discourse and massive influences in it. If you want to have the moral high ground or even the legal high ground or the ethical high ground to say Taylor Lorenz is a scumbag of a journalist for going to Libs of TikTok house, her family member's house. Uh, if you want, that's what she did. If you want to say CNN are scumbags for doxing that woman, for going to her house and publishing it, if you want to be able to continue to say that and, and, and actually morally stand for it, you can't tolerate it. Albeit, yes, what this guy did, he did not reveal the address of the individual, um, but you can't talk. So don't do it. You know, it's, it's, if, he's, if he's running away from a, 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 an internet debate, showing up at his house is not, um, is not the fruitful thing to do, especially since not, you know, there are some people who I imagine are, are you start getting into vaccine injured kids and you're going to be talking about people uh, who are very angry. Um, and anyhow, I, I might be, I might either be preaching to the choir or people are going to be thinking I'm, you know, purported to be holier than thou. You're never going to beat them. If you play, but if you play by a set of rules that they don't play by, I understand those arguments. I also understand, you know, like at the end of the day, one has to feel good, uh, living with oneself and the decisions they've made. So, um, what was this one here? Oh yeah, no, no, that's right. Okay. One more. Peter Hotez won't debate RFK Jr., but he'll, 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 Share articles that call him a liar and an anti-vaxxer. Hitzik, Robert F. Kennedy and the lies of the anti-vaxxers. Many thanks, LA Times, to your support. It means a lot. Oh, he's a victim. He's just a victim. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go quote these articles. And these articles, they 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 do my they do my defaming for me. I didn't say it. I didn't call him an anti-vaxxer or a liar, although I, I did. Oh, damn, that looks beautiful, whatever that backdrop is there. Forget that. I didn't say it. I'm just, I'm just. Quoting an art, a journalist, Los Angeles Times, call him Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is a threat to your health and our democracy. The, the potential next Democratic Democrat nominee and potentially the next president of the United States is a threat to your health and to your democracy. Like, every, every, oh, this is so frustrating. When, when, when Trump came onto the political scene, worse than Hitler, he's, he's a, a threat to democracy. People forget that George W. Bush, the, the, the dumb, nice one, was compared to Hitler, was called racist, was said, was said to be a threat to democracy. Ironically enough, probably was more exponentially uh, a threat to democracy than, than Trump. People forget this is what they do every single time. And you thought it would stop with Trump. Well, DeSantis is worse than Trump. And now it seems RFK, a threat to democracy. And by the way, you want to talk about dog whistles and, and summoning people to go to your front door? What do you think? What do you think it says to people who might genuinely believe that RFK Jr. is a is a is an existential threat to democracy? I don't know how much we're going to read for this here, but uh, 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 do I want to read this? Uh, I don't think we really want to read all this crap. Kennedy claims not to be anti-vaccine, but says he's merely a vaccine safety advocate. That's a well-worn dodge of the anti-vaxxer movement. In 2017, Kennedy told uh, that he wanted to ensure, quote, that vaccines are subject to the same kind of safety scrutiny and safety testing that other drugs are subject to. Oh, what's wrong with that? As vaccine expert Paul Offit observed in response, in fact, vaccines are subject to greater scrutiny than drugs by the Food and Drug Administration. Yep. Why don't the other drugs uh, have immunity? As well, why isn't there a, a vaccine injury program for other medications? Oh, doesn't matter. I, I would let I would let RFK reply to all that, but I I, I I wonder if they reached out. 
He also promoted ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine as treatments for COVID-19, medicines that have been approved for other conditions, but have been found through repeated painstaking studies to be useless against COVID. Oh, repeated painstaking studies. I think this has been attenuated slightly. He retailed the familiar anti-vaccine trope that those nostrums have been deliberately suppressed by the pharmaceutical industry and government authorities. They had to discredit ivermectin. We, we, we've talked about this as well. It's a baseless claim. The link is, hold on a second. They had to discredit ivermectin, he told Rogan, because there's a federal law, the EUA statute, that says you cannot issue an emergency youth authorization to a vaccine if there's an existing medication that has been approved for any purpose that is demonstrated effective against the target illness. That's what's, I'm sorry, that's a baseless claim. There is no such rule. Let's just, I mean, this is amazing, people. We're going to do this in real time, and then we're going to stop with that. I, 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 my understanding is that that is true, that you don't get emergency use authorization if there's an existing treatment. Uh, they said it's a baseless claim, the LA Times, and then they linked to this. COVID treatments weren't suppressed to okay vaccines emergency use. That's a different statement. There's nothing in federal law or regulation that prohibits a preventative measure such as a vaccine from being authorized for emergency use because a treatment is available, experts and officials say. The body of scientific evidence available has not proven that ivermectin... Hold on. The statement ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine were suppressed as COVID-19 treatments because the vaccines couldn't receive EUA if such treatments were available. AP's assessment, false. There is nothing in federal law or regulation that prohibits a preventative measure such as a vaccine from being authorized for emergency use because a treatment is available, experts and officials say. The body of scientific evidence available has not proven that ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine are effective. Those are two separate statements there. Oh, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to double check this one. I think we might have uh we might we might have to call out the LA Times, but I'm going to have to do a little more a little more digging before I opine on that. Uh, and I think that does it for for Peter Hotez. Okay, let's do let's do the rants before, and we'll see if if, if it jogs any memory of other stuff. Uh, Chet Chisholm in the house. Chet, how you doing? Hotez gets put on a pedestal in worship, and Dr. Patrick Phillips here in Canada gets his license permanently revoked for reporting injuries and treating patients. He testified at the NCI about it. That's the National Citizens Inquiry. Finboy Slick. Cherry on top would be if the commercial break after this interview would be from Pfizer. I wouldn't even be surprised. Lord of the Re. Spent a few hours messing around with the StreamYard and OBS, etc. over the weekend, and I think I'm almost ready to start streaming. Gaming, based rants, etc. A fun time to be had by all Lord of the Re genitalia jokes on you viva i've been watching on rumble the entire time Finboy slick cnn a 33 year old man fell 4,000 feet to his death in the grand canyon skywalk in arizona authorities say someone walked in your shot didn't they Finboy slick i heard about that the the horseshoe thing is on the other side of the grand canyon but i think it might have been a deliberate jump because apparently a, a link might have gone to a suicide prevention thing so i i don't know that it was an accident but um it might have been deliberate Finboy Slick says, oh, since you read those backwards, I forgot to suggest that you get a follicle fountain like Samson in my previous rant. That fixes it. And then last one from Finboy Slick. You shouldn't be so critical of liberal party. Po you shouldn't be so critical of liberal party politician, Viva. It's one of the last refuge of the Italian mafia. Mafiofos are like trans people. The right wants to erase them. Mafia lives matter. And then P. Moyer on the top, we got a new one, says it was only true that 
If only it was true that, quote, that just about does it for Peter Hotez. Oh, um, I really, really have to go check that claim out. Uh, my, I don't want to do it in real time. I was, I, until I was, until I read that, I was certain that my understanding of the, uh, was it not the PrEP Act, was that you could not authorize for emergency use a vaccine if there was already a treatment uh, um, available. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go make sure make sure about that beforehand. Okay. Speaking of double standards, what time is it? We're at one hour and nineteen minutes, and we're still good in the rumbles. Buyakasha. Um, the news of the day. Speaking of uh, you know everything. Okay, I'm, I got that article in the backdrop. Hunter Biden, people. Th- this one. This one blows the mind, and it should it should enrage as well. <sighs> Do you remember when Trump was arrested? And they were saying, we want our perp walk. We want our fingerprints. We want our mug shots. Uh, we, want, we want blood. The same crowd that wants criminal justice reform because the system is broken. A for-profit incarceration system leads to corruption. Uh, you know, people need rehabilitation, not punishment. That same crowd, the loving liberal left, and you know, the, uh, you know the once upon a time didn't want to vaccinate their kids uh, promoted free speech, had, was was skeptical of big pharma, and sure as hell did not like big government. They wanted Trump to be perp walked, fingerprinted, mugshotted. They wanted him. I have a other theory that they wanted him in a vulnerable, public exposed spot. I, why? 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 I I could only imagine. Well, let's see. They're they're going to be happy with this. Hunter Biden agrees to plead guilty to federal tax charges. I felt bad using the Fox News article, but I had to because. It, the, the, the drafting allows me to make a point that I want to make. U.S. Attorney for Delaware, David Weiss, said the investigation is ongoing. Okay. Hunter Biden has agreed to plead guilty in the federal case stemming from a years-long investigation into his tax affairs. Just let, the, let those words, years-long investigation, ring around your head as we go through this. Fox News has confirmed that the president's son will plead guilty to two misdemeanor counts of willful failure to pay federal income tax. Hunter Biden also agreed to enter into a pretrial diversion agreement regarding a separate charge of possession of a firearm by a person who is an unlawful user of or addicted to a controlled substance. These are these are not my the, the, the gun. The lying on a the felonious lying on a firearm application is not a nothing charge. It's a it's a potential felony. Where did we hear about this term pre-trial diversion? Uh, Jussie Smollett, people. Remember when Jussie Smollett, he entered into a pre-trial diversion. It was a pre-trial diversion agreement. And I I had never done criminal law. I had to like, how, how does this happen? First-time offenders for non-serious, non-violent crimes. You know, when rehabilitation is the long-term goal. They can enter into pre-trial diversion agreements. It's like a, it's a settlement where they will not have a criminal record. They can avoid jail time. Um, only the best for Hunter Biden, his tax stuff, an investigation going on years, lying on a firearms application that he was not currently taking illegal drugs. <sighs> Rules for thee, but not for me. I, when I was on with Jack Posobiec and he had a pretty good revelation, he had a pretty good, um, thought where he said, it feels like, you know, we always talk about a two tiered system, but really now it feels like a three tiered system. You got the law for the hoi polloi, the regular lowly rabble, um, and it's harsh and it's unforgiving. And then you get the law for the politically privileged, the hunters, the Bidens, 
the, the, the Clintons. And then you get your law for the politically disfavored, the Trumps, the Assanges, the, um, let me think of another name real quick, like the Bannons, the O'Keefe's, the politically disfavored, those who would challenge the politically favored, you got a separate system for them. So you got the law for the, for the rabble, you got the privilege for the privileged political folk, and then you got the law, which is show me the man, I will find you the crime for the politically disfavored. U.S. Attorney for the District of Delaware, David Weiss. According to tax information, Hunter Biden received taxable income in excess of $1.5 million annually in 2017 and 2018. I don't mean to be judgmental. I know how hard it is to, you know, to, to make a living. Uh, but not when you're, the, Biden, you're, not when you're the, the, the vice president's son. Not when you're a senator's son, even if you are horribly addicted to hard drugs, living a life of absolute depravity. Speaking of which, I'm going to have Marco Polo on. Uh, I just got his 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 uh, dossier on on it's it's the book that he's selling um, about the Hunter Biden laptop scandal, making a million and a half bucks a year. No, that that he didn't declare. Hold on, let me refer, let me make sure I understand. He received taxable income. He received taxable income in excess of 1.5 million. Good for him. Despite owing in excess of 100 thousand dollars in the federal year, he did not pay the income tax. In either year, according to the firearm information from on or about October 2018, Hunter Biden possessed a firearm knowing he is an unlawful user of and addicted to a controlled substance. He's a he's a he's a crack addicted drug addict making a million and a half dollars plus a year lying about and acquiring a gun in felonious violation of the law. He said, if convicted, he faces a maximum penalty of 12 months in prison for each of the tax charges. There's a maximum penalty of 10 years in prison for the firearm charge, which he agreed to the pretrial diversion program. Such programs, according to the DOJ, according to the DOJ, the same ones that are going after Trump for the rest of his life, divert certain offenders from traditional criminal justice proceedings into alternative systems of supervision and service, such as mental health or substance abuse treatment. He did. Hunter Biden deserves sympathy and understanding, and Donald Trump, for the Fabricated charges against him deserves life in jail. Those who successfully completed diversion programs see a declination. Uh, now, where was the part? The investigation is ongoing. Hunter by Hunter's criminal counsel. This is from his criminal counsel. Listen to this. You love it when the attorney makes a damning admission. Hunter's criminal counsel, Chris Clark, Chris Clark of Clark's. What the Hunter's criminal? This is like a. She sells, she sells by the she store. Hunter's criminal counsel, Chris Clark of Clark Smith Villazer, said that, quote, with the announcement of two agreements between my client, Hunter Biden, and the United States Attorney's Office for the District of Delaware, it is my understanding that the five-year investigation into Hunter is resolved. He'll take responsibility, yada, yada, yada. I don't really care. Go down there. You can go read the article. Five-year investigation. What year are we in right now? Oh, yeah, that's right. So the investigation into his tax dealings, into Hunter Biden, started in 2018. When did authorities have Hunter Biden's laptop, which was undoubtedly part of this investigation? They had it as of, as far as we know, no later than 2019. When did intelligence come out and tell us that this laptop bore the earmarks of Russia disinformation? 2020. The DOJ, which has struck a sweetheart deal with Hunter Biden, which is now vigorously prosecuting, persecuting Donald Trump, which was in possession, presumably, 
of this Hunter Biden laptop as intelligence was simultaneously lying by omission, by suggestion to the American people, saying that this Hunter Biden laptop, which they knew was authentic, which they had in their possession, which was undoubtedly part of this investigation, that it bore the earmarks of Russian disinformation so that nobody should take think that it was real, so that they should just go and vote Biden. They interfered with an election, lied to the American people, lied about stuff that they knew was a lie when they said it. This is the same DOJ that is striking the sweetheart deal with Hunter Biden while prosecuting, persecuting Donald Trump to the fullest extent of any bastardized version of the law. Nah. It is outrageous. So he seems to have struck a deal. And by the way, what does that mean? Uh, that might very well mean, well, that's the end of the investigation. So the 10% for the big guy, the potential bribery that, well, he's paid his taxes. All, he's paid his taxes. So, uh, no, sorry, he hasn't paid his taxes. He pleaded guilty. So this, this might very well spell the end of any investigation into any bribery uh, because there are serious allegations from whistleblowers um, from an agency also now that has been lying yet again and withholding information and, and, and stonewalling congressional hearings on this. This might be the end of any investigation into 10% for the big guy um, and the, the potential bribery scheme uh, going to Joe Biden. A drug addicted, uh, and I say this non-judgmentally, just as plausibility, a horribly drug addicted child, although he happens to be 50 years old, up to the worst of the worst, getting uh, no less than a million and a half dollars a year. It's good, it's good to be king. We got Finboy Slick says you could read all about it on Bob Loblaw's Loblog. That's another, that's another alliteration. Dispatch Comp, Project BioShield Act of 2004 for your real-time fact check regarding emergency youth authorization. First response on a brave search. Okay. All right. <sighs> Have we, have we gotten through everything today? So that's the Hunter Biden. Uh, what else was there? The Donald Trump indictment. It's, um, it is, it, it, it is what it is to invoke something of the, um, the serenity prayer. Okay. People, what we're going to do right now, we're going to go on over to locals. I got back yesterday. I know the kids and the dogs definitely want to see me maybe maybe the dogs even more than the kids this is our locals link in bevabarneslaw.locals.com we're going to end i don't want to play a very long video i'm going to i'm going to end by playing a portion of um a good video that'll make you happy um my hike <laughs> up at, uh, at the grand canyon it was amazing have i did I just do something here? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna we're gonna play it out with a, sh I'll play two minutes of this clip uh, just so you can get a feel for the Grand Canyon in all its beauty. I'm gonna go on over to Locals, answer some tips, have our Locals after party. Then I'm gonna go play with the kid, uh, get my exercise and have a belated Father's Day dinner because I didn't get really to have one Sunday night because I was out of town. So vivabarneslaw.locals.com people, thank you for being here. Like, share, subscribe, snip, clip, et cetera, et cetera. Did I miss anything in the chat? Let me see if I missed anything in the chat. Thanks, Viva. Cheers, fine people. That is Chrissy Kingdom. Natalie McClendon says, see you there. That was an amazing video, Viva. It got 35,000 views on Rumble, which is amazing. Uh, thanks, cheers, thank you. That is from uh, Marion, Marianne Norton. Thank you. Astral Doge Plays. 
Good luck in locals. May get a membership one day. Oh, you could become a member. Membership is free. It's only the supporters that call. And, and you get, I mean, 90% of the stuff I put out on locals is for everybody. Uh, Viva, happy birthing, birthing persons. <laughs> RFK would import the Democrat management layer that's not doing his shit. Okay, that's from uh, Clone42. Ned Tunes Rock says, what Viva's hair jumped the, can- the Grand Canyon? Okay, people, check this out for two minutes, and then I'll see you over at Locals. I'll bring myself out, and I'll, I'll meet you back at Locals in two to three minutes. The Grand Canyon Angel Hike. Look at this. It's just a screen grab from the video. Oh. Locals, see you there in two minutes, peeps. How to escape the heat if you don't have an air conditioner. This only takes five minutes. Okay. Tired. Rim trail. 6.15 in the morning. Woke up to watch the sunrise over the Grand Canyon. Got a time lapse, but it doesn't do justice to the beauty. And now I'm going to go for a very quick hike. One and a half to three miles in each direction to try to get as close as I can to this plateau called Indian Gardens. I'll show you when I get to the top. I think it might be too far to get to the actual gardens, but I'll go as far as I can go. It's early, it's cool, it won't be too crowded, and it's beautiful. But let me show you exactly where I wanted to go. Uh, can we see it from here? Yeah, basically that right there. That plateau well in the distance. I don't think I'll be able to get there, but I'm gonna get on the trail and do a, a nice hike at least before the crowds get here. Look at this, the crowds are on already. Okay, let's go. Switchbacks all the way and pretty much guaranteed death if you fall off the edge. So I will focus on the trail, but capture the beauty as we go. Look at this, a hole in the canyon wall. And do not enter. Dangerous overlook right there. And yeah. That is the Indian Gardens in the distance, right there where you see those lush trees. And that's the plateau into the canyon. And the problem is it's impossible to capture the beauty. It's like almost defeating to try to take a video, take a picture to capture this beauty. You hear the grasshoppers chirping in the air, birds chirping. This path has mules that go on it. I'm going to see if we pass any mules. I would not be caught on the back of an animal here for any price. And it's just a beautiful trail. Shadow. Different shades of the rock. Layers. All of this chirping. And you try to capture the beauty, and it's impossible. Hello, locals. I think I've ended it properly. Okay, let me just end this so I stop hearing.